All right, let's do this. Diamond Envy Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler McComas. Diamond Envy is always brought to you by Cavens Construction, CavensConstruction.com. Anyone else having some withdrawals today? It's uh, Sunday afternoon, and we don't have any OU softball to watch. Kind of stinks. Kind of don't love that. Kind of need my Sundays to be filled with Alex Taraco throwing no hitters and Kinsey Hansen having a two home run day. I don't know what to do today on Sunday. I, I guess we'll just go ahead and record and put out the uh, latest episode of Diamond Envy, which if you haven't already, please like, subscribe, tell your friends. Uh, let's grow this podcast. Let's make it the premier college softball podcast uh, that is out there. But yeah, I don't I don't know. Sunday, not much going on. Uh, no softball to watch. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll watch OU softball fan Bob Stoops in his XFL game later today, which if you... Uh, did not know that Bob is a huge softball fan. Yeah, just go ahead and listen to the first few minutes of Friday's episode, and you'll hear all about that. Um, but speaking of Friday's episode, I want to go back to something that Kelly Bright said on with us. And she made a comment about how losing can sometimes be a beneficial thing. And I think what she meant by that is maybe it can refocus you and get you back on track. And it just really feels like that's what's happened with OU here. You know, since that Baylor loss, this team has just been destroying everything in its path. And there's been some really good teams in this team's path, by the way. Like some teams that I think might be in OKC at the end of the year. But it hasn't mattered, right? OU has beat them, and they beat them in run-roll fashion. Like here's what's happened since that loss two weeks ago today in Waco. Um, an 8-0 win over Cal State Fullerton. 8-0 over a... Good A&M team in five innings, 10-3 over Utah, 10-1 run rule over Loyola, 14-0 run rule over then the number one team in the land, UCLA, and still an elite UCLA team, 5-0 win over Illinois-Chicago, 18-0 over a good Kentucky team, 7-1 again over a good Kentucky team, and then a 9-0 run rule over Illinois-Chicago. So that's a 9-0 record with six of those being run rules. Since that Baylor loss, OU has outscored opponents 89 to 5 since that loss in Waco. And look, like I expected this team to bounce back after that loss to Baylor. But I don't I don't know if I expected what's happened over the course of the past 2 weeks because what's happened has been complete domination. I don't I don't think that you could have asked for a better response than how this OU team has responded in its last 9 games. I mean, outscoring opponents 89 to 5 over your last nine games, that's like, I mean, honestly, it's a championship response. That's that that that's elite. And that's why, again, like I sit here on a Sunday afternoon, very happy about what just ha- happened this entire weekend. You know, it was like a week ago at the Mary Nutter Classic. I wasn't just impressed with the 14-0 win over UCLA. I was impressed with the entire body of work throughout all five of those games. And that's the same thing with this weekend in Norman for the uh, for the home opener. Started off a little slow offensively on Friday against Illinois-Chicago, sure. But when you look at it, the entire body of work from this weekend looks great. They competed all weekend long. They, th- they got a lot of players in. A lot of players that may not log a whole lot of innings or get a whole lot of a-bats played and played very well. You had back-to-back. Well, you had back-to-back-to-back home runs Friday night against Kentucky. I mean, it, it, all things considered, and you went 4-0 over the weekend, all things considered, it was a it was a really good weekend. You, you hit the ball really well for the most part. 
Um, and then especially in that first game against Kentucky, that was just an offensive clinic. I thought OU pitched extremely well this weekend. And look, this team is this team's chasing perfection. We talk about it all the time. And this weekend wasn't that. It wasn't perfect by any means. But it was elite all the way through. I mean, up and down the lineup, that's, that's an elite performance. You know, when they're consistently playing at a very high level right now, it just feels like this team has really started to mess and mesh and really hit its stride. And it's hard not to watch when they have things going on and not get really excited about the thought of what this team can be. Like, if it keeps getting better throughout the season, what might it look like once this team gets to postseason play? And look, it looks pretty awesome right now. I mean, it looks really good right now. But then when you start to think like, geez, if this team gets better, like, what's it going to look like then? Because it's looked like pure domination here for the most part of the season. We, we've seen them at their best, and I just, we're, we're seeing it, not only are we seeing them at their best, we're seeing it consistently, and it's just been total destruction here against really good teams. Like, Kentucky's good, guys. Like, don't judge a team based on what they do or what they don't do against OU. Kentucky is a very solid squad. Like, I wouldn't say that they're necessarily one of the eight favorites to make it to OKC, but I'm not going to be shocked if, if they're there at the end of the year. Like, that's a team capable of making it to the WCWS. I just think OU is that good right now. This is just an all-around really good team, top to bottom, without any real weaknesses. I just, I don't see a real noticeable weakness with this team right now. You know, I thought before the year that this might be the deepest pitching staff that Patty has ever had, and so far it's really trending that way. Um, I don't have... I don't have any other take about this team right now other than I'm just completely impressed with with what they're doing currently. Just got to keep it rolling, right? And the cool thing about this weekend to me is that it just wasn't the usual suspects. Um, that home run by Sophia Nugent, oh my. Like That is the furthest hit ball I have seen all year from any team, not just OU, from any team that I've watched this year. Sophia Nugent, I mean, that was ridiculous. We didn't even see it land on ESPN+. You know, she's not necessarily an everyday player in the, you know, hitting in the middle of the order of this team. Like, that's someone, I think, most games that's coming off the bench. And she can do that? OU has that coming off the bench? It's crazy. They're just scary good. You know, Kenzie Hansen had a, had a great weekend. I guess she falls under the uh, usual suspects, but she had that two-home run night against Kentucky. A couple straightaway shots there. ton of power from Kenzie. You know, it's just kind of obvious that she's back and playing at a very high level right now. Looks like she's right at her, very close to 100%. This just feels like Kenzie Hansen's year, you know, and she's had some good years previously, but this feels like she's really taking advantage of being 100% healthy, and she's going to post some incredible numbers, you know. I, I think that we're probably talking about a lot of career highs for Kenzie uh, by the end of the season. I think that that's coming her way, and she had, what, seven RBIs on Friday night against Kentucky? One of, if not the best game at the plate that she's ever had in her career. She's just getting started, too. Uh, in the circle, Straka was lights out. Again, had that great start against UCLA. She backs it up with a no-hitter on Friday against a top-20 Kentucky team. What else can you ask for? You know, I, I think we all had high hopes uh, for her coming from Michigan. She was a proven player coming out of the Big Ten. I might argue that she's been even more than what you hope for. And what I mean by that is, if OU had to play a winner-take-all game in the championship series today, I think that Sirocco might get the ball in that spot. 
And I know that you don't have to make that decision today. You don't have to make that decision right now. And what you think today could absolutely change before we get to June. But if you did, if you had to make that decision today, I, I think Straka was probably the one that gets that start. By the way, speaking of that win over Kentucky, that's 10 straight against the SEC. How will OU fare in the big, bad SEC in softball? Well, judging by recent history, just fine. <laughs> they keep rolling through a, uh, a lot of these teams, and there's several more uh, coming up the, the rest of this year, including uh, next weekend against Mississippi State. Uh, it was nice to see Jordy have a really good start, just allowed the one run. I think that bodes well. I, I, I like the fact that Jordy had to pitch a full seven innings against a good Kentucky team, and there were no walks in that game. Like, it wasn't a four- or a five-inning game, a shortened game. She had to go the distance. Patty let her go for the distance, just the one run and no walks. Like, that's the big stat to me. No walks in that one. I just feel like she's about to hit her stride really soon. Just feel like that's going to happen here very, very quickly. Um, but even with that being said, like, you still got Storocco. We saw a little KD this weekend. But, geez, Nicole May just keeps mowing hitters down. Does she not? Nine strikeouts in her first start of the weekend, and then 11 strikeouts in her second start. 20 strikeouts this weekend for Nicole May. She could be the Big 12 Pitcher of the Week this week with those two starts. And, I mean, I, I guess I'll just go back to something I just said about Storocco. Like, I say Storocco would get the ball in a winner-take-all game, but, geez, maybe it's Nicole May. Maybe, maybe it's her. Maybe that's who Patty goes to. I, again, you don't have to make that decision today, but it's an interesting thought, right? Nicole's just been on a different level this year. You know, and Patty tried to tell us that she was going to have this big year, and, well, she was right. Go figure. Nicole May is, like, trending towards being an All-American this year. So, look, you know, today is just another episode of, dang, this team is really good. Um, it's hard to poke holes in what's going on right now. I mean, there's some things that... They still probably have to clean up. I know that Patty Gasso is not fully satisfied with where they are, but yeah, I mean, if you're expecting something different from me today, I'm sorry, but this is just this this team's just rolling right now. Got to get better, long season, but man, when this team turns it on, they're just elite. And you know, it just it's just that all over again. It's just it's just really really impressive with what they're doing right now. Um, so how about this? I'll, I'll leave you with this today, and, and I'll leave you with the discussion that we had on the radio show with the ref this past week. It's a fun scenario to think about, or a fun scenario to, to pick your, your favorite hitter in this spot. The scenario is this. OU is down one run with two outs and the bases loaded in the bottom of the seventh inning. All right? Down one run, two outs, bases loaded, bottom of the seventh inning. Which former or current sooner would you want at the plate to try and win the game? Hmm. It's a pretty good question, huh? Now, some of you, I can almost hear you right now. Some of you are probably shouting, Jocelyn Allo! Lauren Chamberlain! And look, I can't and won't argue with either of those two hitters. How could I? Lauren Chamberlain just walks it off in the Women's College World Series. Jocelyn Allo, best hitter of all time in college softball history. Though I do think that Jossie probably gets walked in that spot. Uh, whoever, uh, whoever the uh, opposing team is in that scenario, they just walk in the tying run to face someone else in the order. 
But I do want your opinion on this. Like everything else, you guys know I love the interaction. Hit me up on Twitter, at Tyler underscore McComas. Let's hear you who you want at the plate in that spot. I'm curious. My pick? Give me Shea Knighton. Big play Shea. How many times did we see her come through in the clutch, especially in the postseason, huh? Yeah, a few, right? So, you know, here, here's the thing, too. With a program like OU, there's like 50 right answers. Hey, hopefully you guys uh, blow up my DMs or just tweet at me, like, however you want to do it. Like, you're going to send in names, and I can't say, that's a wrong answer. Like, there's like 50 right answers, maybe even more than that. But it's fun to think about. Um, a lot of us are going to have different responses to it. Um, but I'm going big play Shay. Give me big play Shay. She's going deep in the spot. She's walking it off. I just know it. Uh, by the way, before we get out of here, I wanted to tell you about our title sponsor, Cavens Construction. CavensConstruction.com, 405-573-3048. And uh, five-tool pl- uh, five, five player, just like uh, T.R.A. Jennings, Cavens Construction Group. Uh, Gary and the team, they just do great work around Norman. Uh, they've got great reviews. I mean, they just kind of do everything. Like if you just need work done on your home or your office building, such as mold removal, such as roofing, um, if you need one of those giant dumpsters out in your front yard to clean out a house or something like that, that you'll see at times like Caven does that as well. They project like employment. If you're looking for employment, Caven's construction is a great place to, to be employed, especially with Gary and the team over there. They take care. They take care of their team. They're an awesome team, big supporter of OU, and a big supporter of this podcast as well. So as always, a big thanks to Cavens Construction. Another reminder to like, subscribe, share this podcast with your friends, family. Thank you for the comments as always. Uh, Randy was listening in on Friday. He uh, sent in a suggestion as to who a future guest uh, should be. He said Mackenzie Donahue. I uh, I would be very interested to hear from Mackenzie Donahue. I think a lot of you out there would as well. Well, and, and hopefully that day comes where you know she's willing and open to to talk about you know what happened last year. And I don't think um, you know the entire story with Mackenzie has to be bad. I mean, she had a great a great World Series a couple of years ago. But that's that's a uh, that's an interview I'd like to do at some point down the road. But if you got other interview ideas, you guys know where to find me, where to reach me. Uh, shoot them over because this is your podcast too. Like I, I value you coming every single episode twice a week. You guys bring it. the The downloads are great right now. Thank you so much. It's your podcast too. So if you want to hear from someone, let me know. Tag him in a tweet. Right? Say hey, won't you come on the uh, Diamond Envy podcast? All, all of that stuff is just a. Uh, Really, really appreciate it, and it's just a lot of fun to talk about this uh, softball program right now because they got it going. All right, so we'll talk to you uh, later next week. We'll uh, start to preview OU going out to Starkville to play uh, Mississippi State. That should be a lot of fun. So until then, continue to uh, leave the comments there in the uh, whatever – whatever platform that you subscribe and listen on, leave a, leave a nice comment there as well. So thank you. We'll talk to you later on this week. I'm your host, Tyler McComas. It's the Diamond Envy Podcast.